0: Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, Sales Success Coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results. Well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show, because this show is all about inspiration, not just in demystifying the client acquisition process known as sales, but also, in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails, and those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after well 22 years about performing my peers in sales results, well. It's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, his zone of genius is his ability to take complex concepts and make them easy to understand and implement so that people have the clarity and confidence to move forward towards their highest potential. So I am super excited to introduce Scott Radigan. Now, Scott is a licensed attorney, business and mindset coach, as well as an integrative medicine practice consultant. Now, his passion is helping integrative and functional medicine providers build and grow their practices to realize their goals and fall back in love with practicing medicine. Now, he founded Functional Lawyer, to address the lack of legal support in the functional medicine practitioner community. A functional lawyer removes the financial barriers to obtaining high-quality legal documents and education and documents so that providers can practice the right way. It gives providers the tools to protect themselves and build solid legal and business foundations that allow them to grow their business with confidence, free from anxiety and you know, focus on changing the lives of their patients. Uh, Together with his wife, Linda Mattioli, who's an osteopathic physician, they have helped build and grow a thriving membership-based functional medicine practice. And today, due to their practice success and demand from practitioners, they created a practitioner mentorship program called Origins Incubator. Origins Incubator combines practice management support legal support, clinical mentorship, financial coaching, mindset, and success coaching, and more. Now, it's a -a one-of-a-kind mentoring experience for providers that want to build a clinically successful and financially successful membership practice with a supportive community behind them while maintaining a healthy life-work balance. And Scott also hosts a top-rated podcast called Functional Roundtable which brings expert guests to the table to focus on the entire entrepreneurship journey for the functional medicine practitioner, including the mental side of entrepreneurship, financial management, marketing, legal, business, and all that's included. So I would love to welcome Scott. It's just so excited to uh, have you as my guest today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah. And that is an impressive list of things that you're doing in terms of serving the, the medical practitioner community. So I just love how you're helping them in so many critical ways. And I, I can't t- wait to hear more about this and the work you're not doing.
1: Yeah, it's um, the hearing you read that. It's kind of incredible. Uh, it's come a long way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my goal is to really just serve people and give them what they need uh, to be successful. And so it, the list keeps growing.
0: Right. Well, there are a lot of different uh, moving parts. Providing medicine support is a very complex business, and it is entrepreneurship. You know, we kind of forget that. You know, but they are their own business owners. So, well, well, Scott, I, I'm curious. You know, in listening to all that you, you know, all the different areas that you provide support, including you know the legal side as well as rolling up your sleeves in the medical arena as well. What exactly was the inspiration or tipping point? that prompted you to start your own coaching and mentorship program?
1: Well, it was, um, a little bit by happenstance as sometimes happens or often happens in entrepreneurship where, um, I was working at a top 100 law firm in Orlando as a corporate litigator. So not in healthcare law at all. And my wife was starting her practice and had legal questions for me and not being in healthcare. I went to the healthcare partner at our firm who after we paid $2,500 through no fault of his own, just wasn't equipped to help us with um, small practice um, set up, particularly for alternative or integrative medicine. So he asked if we had any um, forms for him to review. And of course we said, no, Um, looking back on it now, you know, we were probably too small of a fish for him to deal with and that's no problem, but that story happened over and over and over again, the more I Mm -hmm. spoke with practitioners where they went to a healthcare attorney, quote unquote, who didn't know how to help them with functional medicine, didn't even know what it was back seven, eight years ago. Um, And then if they did find somebody that knew what it was and was able to help them, uh, the average cost was somewhere between $20,000, $25,000 in legal fees to do it the correct way. So everyone thinks doctors are super rich. And... Um, to some extent they do make a lot of money, um, but they also are not very business savvy on the whole. Now there are some that are, um, and so that, that wasn't part of their budget when they went to go start their practice. So what ended up happening was they would go on the internet or ask friends or colleagues via Facebook or, or elsewhere for their versions of forms. And most of the time the forms were not very good. And then they also had huge gaps where they didn't even know what they didn't know. Um, so I saw all of that, um, and then it became you know self-taught and conferred with other law firms that had a healthcare focus in order to kind of become the lawyer that was needed for the industry.
0: Right. Oh boy, that that makes a lot of sense. And given the you know your background in law, you know how complex that whole side of the world is, and and uh, my goodness, once you open up the box, it can be really overwhelming. So to step in and be that resource to these um functional medicine practitioners, it sounds like it was just beckoning for a person with your kind of understanding and and obviously with your wife being um a provider herself, you know, you knew firsthand. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, like we talked about, you've you've got quite a diverse quiver of different services that you offer to support practitioners. How long have you had, you know, your, your coaching practice? When did you dive into this and transition from working in the corporate world to starting your own business? And, and then can you also speak a little bit to how your business has evolved over the course of that time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I left my firm in 2017 to kind of see this through. Um, and initially, the thought for Functional Lawyer was it'll be legal Zoom, but for functional medicine providers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea there was just templates. And I wanted to have super passive income and have people just come by my templates and me not have to talk to them very much. Um, <laughs> right. Anybody right. Yeah, that has a perfect. business. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that has a business knows it's much harder than that. So I was very naive in the beginning, Um, but that was the beginning. And, you know, I did okay with templates and webinars and all of that. Um, But my sales call was usually just a free call, 30 minutes. And it was for me to diagnose, so to speak, what they needed, which templates they needed. And then the idea was they would buy the templates at the end of that free call. Right. Uh, Well, what ended up happening uh, in my early days of not selling very well was I would just teach them for 30 minutes, answer all their questions, and then they wouldn't buy anything. So I was like, well, this is- they'd say,
0: thank you, right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or um, what actually led to the growth was people would say, oh, this has been so helpful. What happens if I have another question? And you know, obviously I'm not gonna keep doing that for free.
0: (laughs) Can I call Um, back again?
1: (laughs) Right. And I I didn't wanna get too deep into that because then it's basically just starting a new law firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I did instead was created a- uh, I call it a membership, but it's more accurately like a course. So I, my my reasoning is that you don't need to pay an attorney $500, $600 an hour to teach you the basic concepts of the difference between an LLC and a corporation, or the tax status of each one of those, or right. just you know the basic things. So I went and created a course on basically all the legal ideas that you need to know for how to set up and run a functional medicine practice. Um, these are usually solopreneur doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from coming up with a name with trademark issues to registering an entity with the state um, to patient agreements, to HIPAA, to telemedicine, wow. hiring employees, all that. So there's a whole library of videos. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Yeah. And then that was, that was step two. And those were separate and then based on feedback. And thankfully I had a lot of people that were willing to trust me. Um, and so I was able to use their feedback to make it better. Now that library of videos includes all of the documents I have at Functional Lawyer, plus weekly office hours with me. So it's, that's version 3.0 or 4.0, depending on okay. how you're counting.
0: Well, plus, so, so you've augmented to now include your support as well.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: At a one-on-one level?
1: No, because there right. are some ethical concerns around that with practicing ah, okay. law in states in which I'm not licensed, so okay. um, if I keep it educational and you know I don't really hold back, but there are some things I can't do cannot do
0: right, right, okay, that makes sense in terms of starting out with what appears to be this perfect you know passive income you you do all the work, you put it out there twenty four seven grab their forms, and you just open your email and find the, you know, dollar signs coming in, but it uh, doesn't always happen that way. It it sometimes does. So you, you know, evolve to providing even uh, it sounds like really uh, more comprehensive support, which filled in so many of the different gaps that people starting their own functional medicine business needs to really, you know, have access to instead of just poking around on, on the internet and, and maybe getting themselves into deeper trouble. So yeah, I love how you've really filled the need in so many different ways over the, over the years since 2017, right. Is when you transitioned from the firm you were working at. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well have besides just evolving, you know, and filling in and and gaining more expertise yourself, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way?
1: Absolutely. I think, I mean, part of the reason I started functional round table, the podcast was because, you know, there's a million marketing podcasts and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that focus on marketing and, and sales and no offense to you. You're very good. I like your podcast uh, a lot. Um, but there's just, it's a, it's a competitive marketplace and what gets left, uh, out most of the time is that, that internal journey. So I appreciate this question. Because uh, people that are not yet entrepreneurs will soon find out. And people that are entrepreneurs have already found out right. this is a huge emotional roller coaster with yeah. your with yourself. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, I mean, self-doubt, value issues, all that creeps in. Imposter syndrome is huge, especially um, probably for everybody, but I find with my clients and then me personally, um, are just, I don't know, can I do this? Am I able to charge that much? Uh, will mm-hmm. people pay me if they don't, you know, if they don't like my product as you know, we associate that with people don't like me,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: um, you know, how deep you want to get into it with evolution, our evolutionary brains. We associate that with being outside of the tribe, which meant certain death, uh, 10,000 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, that's it, it's very of, deep.
0: Yeah. It's still running back there in the, in the core.
1: Yeah. So somewhere. all of those things for sure. We're we're huge roadblocks. And, you know, part of my personal growth journey, which I think is essential for any entrepreneur is, you know, finding podcasts, finding books, finding training programs that that kind of focus on you developing yourself and, you know, getting better at certain aspects, sales is one. But as you probably have noted, um, if you're not confident in the thing you're selling, or you're not confident in yourself, people can sniff that out or smell that or, or sense it. And so then you're not going to be successful. So you have to have first the conviction and then, then you can actually sell a little bit to bring it back to, to this audience.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. When you step into that entrepreneurial journey, all of a sudden things that were stealth laying below the surface come screaming to the surface, you
1: know,
0: know, can I do this? And who am I? Yeah, what am I thinking? You know, all of a sudden, at first it's like this brilliant idea, and then all of the little gremlins will start tugging at at uh, your confidence, and and uh, yeah, it's difficult. Well, can you share maybe a technique that you know that you used to bring yourself over some of those limiting beliefs that were created? Who knows when? You know, when you were six years old or something that suddenly it resurfaced as you ventured into making a big difference for medical practitioners?
1: Yeah. um, I'll share a portion of a training that I I got from a mentor was, you know, we have all these thoughts that run in the background of our head, um, but most of the time they're not rooted in evidence. So Mm -hmm. part of the way of changing my internal monologue was, you know, I don't want to say affirmations in the mirror, but, Examining those thoughts and saying, well, is this actually true? Um, I've been fortunate where I have not had a lot of negative feedback, at least directly to my face or directly to my email. Um, and so I've been, the results from my business have been overwhelmingly positive. And so what I choose to do, and this is easier said than done, is to look for the evidence where people are just blown away, amazed, um, happy with your service, um, that they're. You know, there are many people that have said, wow, the value of this is incredible. Right. Um, probably, probably more, 80% of those people say that. And maybe one or two people might say, wow, this is crazy expensive, right? But right. we only hear the one thing. So I just try to find the overwhelming weight of the evidence and then choose to believe that right. instead of the doubtful thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I love that because a fact is a fact, right? And it's, it depends on which one we're focusing on. You know, yeah. That that creates that emotion and that reassurance or that doubt. And so there are so many things in our lives that we have done successfully, you know, maybe against all odds, right? But oh, you jump into business for yourself and can't remember those all of a sudden, you know, it's like all the things that you're you're fearing are exactly are more, um presented as the quote unquote reality that your brain is trying to get you to, to, to think about. So, yeah, I love that.
1: I'll give you a quick anecdote too, just to button that up. So I, I still, I'll send an email out to my whole list and still like three or four people maybe, or six will at least will inevitably unsubscribe. And I just, it still irks me, you know, early on, that was a big blow to my ego, Yeah. but right now it's still, it still irks me. Like this was just validly helpful information. I wasn't asking for a sale. I didn't want anything from you. I was like, Mm -hmm. totally just giving away just what I think is like gold value and still people unsubscribe. And so, you know, you focus on those three or five people and not the other thousand or more people that are choosing to stay on your, your list. And so that's one way that we tend to focus on the negative and right. you know, yeah, that's, a thousand yeah, plus a people. Percent,
0: right. A thousand percent. plus people
1: stayed <laughs> and you know, two people left and you know, I focus on the two. So we just kind of like recognizing the thought and then acknowledging it for being more of a primitive thought.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. And intellectually we, you know, if we just stop and think about it, then it's like, well, oh, geez, yeah, I was really overreacting there. But the knee-jerk reaction is is the one that takes the wind out of the sails that does create that kind of self-doubt and questioning. So, you know, and, and obviously, Scott, you, you're an expert, you know, you've got so many different services that you offer to support practitioners in different ways so that they can build their practice successfully. And while also loving their work, which is huge because success is nothing if you don't also love the work you do. And so supporting them to solve so many of their business and mindset challenges and ultimately fall back in love with their work is, like I said, is, is so critical. But I'm curious here in listening to a couple of things that you've said, how do you feel about the sales part of being in business? You know, the client enrollment, this is a very different skill set. Um, You talked about how you evolved from just giving, 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 which a lot of people say is selling a service. And you demonstrated firsthand how you can serve, serve, serve. And it's not selling because they just walk right out the door and they say, thank you. You know, this was great. (laughs) You know, even though you know you haven't really solved the bigger issues for them, but selling can't just all be service. So do you have any challenges or frustrations you know, with this important part of growing a successful business in this phase of your work?
1: So I've done a lot of training on this and sales, uh, you probably know, comes natural for some, I would say very few people, but very you few. need to practice. <laughs> yeah. You need to practice <laughs> a lot for the rest of us. And and I would recommend people um, invest in training, whether that's a book or a course or a mentor um, in order to get better. Uh, so i had to get a lot better uh, over the years and Um, It's still not easy. And, you know, I still, I'm like, why didn't that person buy sometimes? Um, So what I've, what I've learned is I just give them the option of, of joining or not after I've delivered tremendous value in what I have as a paid sales call where I do deliver some value in it now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end, if it makes sense for them to work with me further, I'll give them those options. Um, And i think it works okay um i could be better at probably conveying the value creating more urgency um because what what i have is less roi or return on investment so with a marketing person you can say all right you spend five thousand on me and you'll 10x your marketing or your 10x your sales mm-hmm. not quite with legal advice and service so um i have to kind of sell peace of mind and clarity and confidence rather than, hey, you'll get this amazing document, which is more of a feature. Um, so yeah, that part has been has been fun to learn, but also frustrating, because I know I'm probably leaving some money on the table. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And, and that's understandable. I mean, you're definitely not alone in having that kind of frustration with regard to, how do I convey the value of this when they are clearly creating this turmoil in their lives and their practice, you know, it, to, to you, it's so clear, right? It's like me with my x-ray vision. You have x-ray vision too, right? It's your, yeah. your zone of genius. You can just see right through and know, boy, if if you were just here and you knew that and you wouldn't have to worry about that and this wouldn't be weighing on you and, you know, you could streamline that and your mindset around this would be fixed, then my gosh, you know, it would be a game changer. <laughs> you know, your life would be completely different. But, how do you approach that in this conversation in a way that doesn't feel salesy right that doesn't feel like you're just selling them on oh, you know buy this right and so i would I would love to give you a little bit of insight around this if you'd like
1: sure, I would love that
0: and you know one other thing I wanted to add is you know that imposter syndrome. And this dovetails on the fact that you said, you know, a lot of people just are natural at selling. Well, I, I don't know about that. Sales is a, is a learned skill. And until you learn that skill, the, the process of, of getting clients is, is completely different than the work you do. And so in that moment of getting clients, they're, comes these situations where I don't know what to say. I don't know how to present this. Like you said, I don't know how to create the value. Well, that's different than the work you do, but we assume that, oh, if they're saying no, then I really doubt that I'm any good at the work that I do. You know, so see how it bleeds over into imposter syndrome when you don't have solid skills to support your potential client in their decision-making process and so the technique or the the insight that i would love to share with you is you know the value of the work that you do or the the solutions and the resources that you've created you know that but if you present those point blank they might be it might be just a little bit out of alignment with where your medical practitioner is in their brain. And so let me clarify, That probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So let me back up just a little bit. There is power in asking questions that Mm -hmm. allow you to discover where your practitioner, you know, where your potential clients priorities are, where they are feeling the pain, where they are feeling you know, the lack or where they're suddenly feeling a a bit vulnerable with their business, right? You know, does it concern you? Does this concern you? Uh, Do you, you know, when this happens, do you know how to solve, you know, so discovery questions are powerful and it allows you to, first off, bring your potential client out of their head right? Because they're running a million miles an hour. Practitioners, you know, they juggle so much. They're in business for themselves. They've got a lot of demands, da, 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 da. You're probably catching them, you know, when their brain is already someplace else. So in order Mm -hmm. to engage more directly, asking intentional questions is a perfect way to connect with their true, you know, honest feelings and where, where they are feeling some weaknesses or vulnerability or excessive liabilities right or exposure and and once you know and understand how they value certain things and where their priorities are, well then you can align your resources your you know your membership your the work that you provide in a way that then aligns with what they really are feeling is important because your sense of importance on something is different than their sense of importance on something. And that's where we get into this little conflict of conveying value. If I tell you that something is super incredible, wowsy, and, you know, awesome, but it's not within your awareness, you're going to be like, uh, so what? Yeah. doesn't, right. oh, great. You know, huh. Good for you. <laughs> you know, but if it's completely within your awareness already, and I'm just presenting you some basics about this is what it'll do. And this is how it's going to change your life. You're like, wow, really? Tell me more. You know, there there's just, you don't have to be salesy. It's just called alignment and supporting. So hopefully that's provided a little bit of spark in creating a shift in your paradigm around approaching these conversations in more of a strategic way with questions that'll allow you to connect with where the person, your potential client is in terms of what their core issues are or fears, mainly fears, as well as desires. You know, you can't just assume things. So, does this resonate at all with you?
1: Yeah, that is powerful. And I, um, frankly have not heard it before, but it's great to have that feedback presented directly to me. Good, (laughs) So to know that I'll, I'll incorporate more questions, more pointed questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it takes a bit to just really, you know, what is a better question? Well, what would be a better question than that? Well, what am I really wanting to know? Because we can all ask questions, but just creating those, those questions that that allow the insight to happen, you know, and allow you to gain clarity and instead of just fact gathering. So anyway, yeah, I would love to hear some feedback, how that, that lands for you. Maybe you have to take it for a spin uh, and see if it provided you with some clarity as, as you're facing those busy, busy, busy practitioners. So, you know, and speaking of busy, 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 you know, the pandemic, right. It's, it's mm-hmm. in the rear view mirror for most of us, you know, life is back to a new normal business is back in business. You know, people are traveling, you know, we're out and about. Sure. There's variants. It's still a health impact, but the thing that I'm curious about is, I mean, gosh, the pandemic really impacted the, the health industry, right. The practitioners, I mean, they had to completely shift tele telehealth, you know, Um, inundated with all sorts of new demands and procedures. And my gosh, it really changed that whole industry tremendously. So, and I can only imagine the ripple effect on legality. I, I just don't even know. Can you share maybe a little bit about, you know, the impact of the pandemic on your ideal clients and, you know, the work that you do to support them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of those cases where, I don't know the direct quote, but it's something where hard work meets preparation equals luck. Um, so <laughs> I just happened to be in in a great place where, as you noted, the pandemic required a huge shift to telemedicine more than most people were doing. And yet it also created a huge void of information where people were like, what's going on with this um, headline and tell me what I need to do in order to do this safely. So I was well positioned because I was already tracking all the telemedicine laws. To nice. actually, it was a guest on a number of places um, in 2020 and and the following year as well on how to run a telemedicine practice safely. Um, so 2020 was actually one of my best years at Functional Lawyer. I bet. Yeah. Um, and and actually helped me. And I you know I didn't put this into the um, the earlier part of my skills, but I. Uh, my book right now—it's called *The Practice of Telemedicine*. Uh, it's a complete legal guide for licensed healthcare professionals. Is at the publishers right now, so oh, it made excellent. me write a book basically.
0: Excellent, yeah.
1: So uh, it's continuing to to um, you know inspire me to grow in order to serve people that that need it. Um, and from an Origins Incubator standpoint, we were the, the practice mentorship. We were just having people come—not just, I mean, it's still valuable. Where they would come to our office for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we would do three-day deep dive with them and then kind of have coaching support on the back end because practitioners are busy and one hour a week just isn't enough to kind of sink your teeth into um, a whole program. So we were doing that and we had somebody scheduled to come the first week of April. Uh, They had already paid, but they obviously didn't want to fly in March of 2020 or April 2020. So um, the pandemic actually has led us to where we are now. We had to turn that three day course into a, an online version. Okay. And we did that in about 60 days, uh, which was hard because in a a live course, you can adjust on the fly. You can add things as people ask questions or as you remember them. Um, But in the online course way of delivering this, we had to anticipate questions Mm -hmm. uh, and get much more detailed prior to um, people ever seeing our materials or talking to us. So it helped us from a business entrepreneur growth standpoint, number one, make our product even better. Um, and then now we're launching, you know, that was just practice management. Now this fall we're launching a a cohort based program where, um, it's going to include a clinical management. It's going to include me with the legal. It's going to include mindset as we talked about. And so, um, pandemic really has, um, encouraged us to grow. So there can be people that I don't want to say like, we're awesome or amazing or anything, but you know, there are some people that are, are in the mindset of who moved my cheese, right? So, Oh no, Mm -hmm. the pandemic, I have to shut my doors. And for a lot of in-person businesses like restaurants, that obviously is, you know, something not to turn your nose up at, they need in-person people at restaurants. Um, But for those of us that were a little bit more flexible, it encouraged us to to, I don't know how to say flex, but to be pliable and be creative and think about how we can make this all work in a different way. Um, So at my wife's practice, we, people went to telemedicine immediately, which we had already started doing anyways. But then when Florida opened back up later that same year, maybe too early for the rest of the country, but Florida opened back up later that year and 90% of the patients wanted to stay virtual. So wow. It also encouraged us to say, well, why are we paying rent on this huge office when everybody is telemedicine? So now uh, we both work from home. And so it's been able to save us a bunch of rent and, you know, just being flexible in a small business. That's one of the the advantages, I would say, to being a small business or a small entrepreneur is your flexibility as well. So that's really my pandemic story. It really has helped us to grow, honestly. Yeah
0: yeah well and and again you took on another aspect uh of diving into and and gaining the the expertise in another area that provided support for practitioners as they evolved so yeah another another kudos <laughs> to to you stepping in and uh providing that resource and support for them so well well scott you know we we've, we've been talking kind of around the the picture here but Can you get a little bit more detailed here? How do you work with integrative and functional medicine providers who want to finally realize their business goals while also, you know, loving the work they do? Can you share, you know, more details about your approach or your philosophy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our philosophy is like we have spent together, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on mentoring and programs and all that. And we wish we had something. I mean, what we're building is we wish we had something like this, you know, Mm -hmm. five, seven years ago. Right. So, um, just like functional lawyer was built to, to say, you don't need to pay somebody $600 from some of the most basic stuff. You know, we just want to share our experience and make it a little bit easier for the people that, um, you know, are coming up now or that um, could benefit from our experience. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, our goal isn't to be millionaires or billionaires but we want to make a good living and share our expertise with them so um i've kept the functional lawyer membership steady at five thousand, which again is you know a steal compared to a 20 or twenty-five thousand dollar law firm uh bill um Especially as well as they
0: don't necessarily know what their uh, you know all the details the breadth and the depth as you do so you know that that specialty expertise as we all know is is invaluable
1: right and, and even if they come to me and they need to go see a, a somebody in their state uh, a law firm in their state they will can they can skip twenty thousand and maybe just pay them five or something else mm-hmm. where they need those specific localized help but at, at 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 origins incubator it's all really just responding to feedback so our providers that are in there now are saying they want x y and z and we're like yeah we can do that so mm-hmm. just always growing always making it better always under promising and over delivering on mm-hmm. the delivery of our service mm-hmm. goes a long way because um we haven't spent a lot of money almost zero on paid art paid advertising so mm-hmm. all of my business at functional lawyer is word of mouth um and at origins incubator that was a soft launch uh, so now we're going to do largely word of mouth or largely just kind of no net, not network marketing but leveraging our network to, to market right. to them. So, you know, to de- delivering your tremendous value, because if any, if someone has a bad experience and you can't really stop that, but it's through no fault of our own. Right. Mm-hmm. So delivering great value based on their feedback um, and, and doing so at a, at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, it, it, it makes sense just in terms of having that resource, you know, functional lawyer is like you said, I mean, it, having that in your hip pocket for a, a medical provider is just huge, huge value there. And then uh, the constant evolution that's going on and flexing through the different needs of, of providers, what they're faced with through the origins incubator is just sounds like a great experience. So, so yeah, I love, I love all that you're doing. Well, how can listeners learn more about this and, and um, you know, access more information on all the great work that you're providing?
1: Well, as we've talked about, I've got a bunch of things happening at the same time, so I can give you all of those websites, or you could just go to um, ScottRadigan.com, which will have essentially a link tree. Or as I update it and grow, um, you can just go to that one website, which will have links to OriginsIncubator.com, you know, FunctionalLawyer.com, a place to check out the book if you want to consider buying that, and then a link to the podcast podcast. as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Perfect. So that's Scott Radigan, and that's that's spelled. R-A-T-T-I-G-A-N, and that's .com, correct, Scott? Yes, yes. Scott Radigan.com. All right, fantastic. And uh, for our listeners, just be sure to go to the show notes and you'll find these hyperlinks there um, to access his website, ScottRattigan.com and the YouTube channel. So, well, Scott, you've, you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation. Um, but if I could tap on you one last time, uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, you know business is really it's it, evolving. Um, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's you know questioning their decision to maybe have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed?
1: Yeah, so I'll give you two quotes from two of my favorite mentors, though I've never met them personally. Um, one is Marie Forleo who has, you know, a business website and one of her most famous quotes, and she thinks she's written a book and she's been on Oprah and all that, um, is everything is figureoutable, mm. you know, especially now in 2022, right. We've got YouTube and we've got the Google. And if you can't figure it out after are looking at YouTube and Google, it's probably, I don't want to say it's your fault, but it's probably your fault. So <laughs> one is don't get discouraged. If you don't know how to do something, don't worry about the, how you can figure it out no big deal. And then sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't work. And so another quote, um, from a mentor of mine is just, she used Chris words, but I'll I'll keep it. G she said, try some stuff. And if it doesn't work, try other stuff. Like it's that easy. So if it doesn't work, you know, don't give up after the first try. Like if you say you did a webinar and only 10 people showed up, I wouldn't give up after the first try. I would give it a few tries. And then you could dissect it, but just, Business is two things. One, it's in my opinion, everything's outable. So if self-doubt comes in, just be like, you know what? I got YouTube. I can get this, right? I can do it. And then two is even if you figure out how to do it, if it stunk, all right, no problem. It's not an ego thing. You're not a terrible person. You're not, you still have your zone of genius. Uh, you just got to try something else. Right. So
0: yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> Don't get dramatic and quit. You know, it's it's figure outable.
1: <laughs> yeah. is that the
0: word figure outable? I think it is.
1: It is. It should be or it me. is now. Yeah. It will be. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. now.
0: <laughs> well, Scott, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from your early career in you know, corporate law, being a uh, a, a lawyer and in, in a big, you know, corporate structure to realizing, wait a second, there's, there's huge need out here. And my wife just demonstrated that you know, there's, there's nothing really in place that's going to support this sea of practitioners. So now you have this impactful work that you're doing as a licensed attorney, as a business and mindset coach, as well as an integrative medicine practice consultant where you're helping integrative and functional medicine providers build and grow their practices to realize their goals. And what I love is so they can fall back in love with practicing medicine. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show.
1: Me too, Wendy. I've had a great time. So thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And and for our listeners, you can uh, reach Scott Radigan and find out all of the details about his um, Origin Incubator, Functional Lawyer, the book he's going to be releasing, his podcast at scottradigan.com. All right. And for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you are fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right, well, this is Wendy Vaughn, chief paradigm shifter and sales success coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at predictablesalesresults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Scott Radigan. And as always, here's to your success.